Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to a special episode of That Sounds Fun. You know these Q&As. Here we go. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. Thank you all so much for all of your kind words about these episodes in April. I am so glad you're loving these conversations in our prayer series. If you hadn't had the chance to listen to our first few prayer episodes, I'd really encourage you, go back and do that. I mean, Pastor Pete Gregg, Pastor Derwin Gray, and Voskamp. And what did I tell you about Beth Redman, y'all? I know. I know, right? And just like on those, you'll get to hear some thoughts about prayer from one of our mini BFFs on this episode, too. It's the sweetest thing, right? Well, you've already met this mini BFF a couple of weeks ago when she was on the podcast. So here's one of my mini BFFs, Shelby, who you know and love. And then we'll get into the rest of the show. Okay. Tell us your name. Shelby. And how old are you? 11. You're 11. Will you tell me a little bit about what you pray about? I pray about whatever on my mind. I like to pray about things that are going on in the world, like right yeah. now, yeah. Russia invading Ukraine. Yeah. And two of my friends in my grade have lost their moms to cancer recently. Really? And so if they have a hard day, I like to pray for them and just ask the Lord to help me be a good friend to them yeah. and help them and their families through this tough time. Oh, that's so sad. Were you praying for their moms when their moms were sick? Yes. This is kind of a hard question, but when you're praying for stuff like that and then the healing looks different than you thought, right? Like you were praying that the mom would be okay. What do you say to God when the mom doesn't get healed the way you thought it was gonna happen? I just say that I know he has a plan and he's in control and whatever happens is what he knew was gonna happen huh. from the moment that person got sick. Yeah, yeah. And and how do you pray for your friends? What kind of things are, are you asking God to take care of for them? Give them peace and comfort yeah. and help them know that he is with them and make that evident because sometimes, I even admit this, that sometimes when that kind of thing happens, it's something you don't like. Yeah. And it feels like we know it's his plan, but sometimes it's questionable. Yeah. And so I just, I asked him to help 
them and me understand that it is his plan and he knows what's going to happen and he is in it for the long run. Yeah, that's right. Do you feel like you've ever heard God talk back to you? Yes. What kind of stuff has God said to you before? He has just answered in many different ways. And sometimes it's not immediately. Mm. And even if he doesn't answer, I know that he heard it. How do you know? Because he's there. And he, like my teacher said, when you pray, you close your eyes. And you don't always have to close your eyes. But like it's like you're talking face to face with with God. Yeah. So even if it's you don't think he hears it, he does hear it. Yeah. Shelby, something I think is really special about you is you just you believe what's true. Yeah, it just like lives in you. Yeah, you just like know. So for our friends listening, if you were giving advice on how to pray, what to say to God, how would you give advice for someone who wants to pray more? It is something that everyone should do, I believe. Yeah. But it is pretty much our is how we talk to God. Yeah. If there's God is in control of everything. So if there's ever anything you need from him, just ask him for it. Yeah. What are you praying for our friends in Russia and our friends in the Ukraine? To keep Ukraine safe and help whatever Vladimir Putin or whoever yeah. to realize that he's not doing the best thing. Right. It might seem good to him, but it's not good to everybody else who's lo- losing their homes and some of them losing their lives. Yeah. That's very similar to what I've been praying to. I've just been asking God, like, open his eyes. Open Putin's eyes to what is really going on. Right? Yes. What else in the world are you praying for? Is there anything else that's got your mind right now? Well, just whatever happens that day. If something happens, like, if somebody's mean to them, like what the Bible says, pray for those who harm you. Yeah. And I just, like, if somebody's rude to me, I just pray that God will give them a change of heart mm. and open their eyes. It's very nice of you. Instead of being like, Lord, smash a pumpkin on their head. That's the Sometimes other option. I will, maybe in that moment, if they offend me or say something rude, I will kind of think something that is unkind. But in the end, that's not the right thing. Yeah, you're right. Yes, I know, Shelby. We don't want pumpkin smashed on people's heads. You're right. You're right. You're teaching me. That that would be fun to see (laughs) that. Sometimes it would be fun. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all know that feeling when we consider ourselves stressed out, right? It's heart and mind racing, fight or flight instincts coming on strong, and our bodies tell us we're stressed in other ways too, like headaches and sleep troubles and more. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways. I know it does for me. Definitely dealing with the headaches occasionally and cravings and just falling asleep to escape. And in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and get it all done, this is your girl AFD reminding you and reminding myself that we need to take care of ourselves and therapy is a great way to do that. You've heard me say it again and again, but my counselor has been an awesome advocate for my mental health and I want you to have someone like that in your life too. I think BetterHelp can help you find that person. Well, BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to and it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. So give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. 
That sounds fun. Listeners, our friends get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. And today's show is a little different than a typical show for starters. Hi, Ashley. Well, hi. I love when you're in here with me. I love being here. Every Q&A episode we've done, let's talk through them. We've done singleness. Yep. Sabbath. Sabbath. Fasting. And gospels. Reading and the gospels. reading the gospels. And the Sabbath one is actually on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So we'll get it over here one of these days. But you're always my partner in crime <laughs> in all things, but also in our Q&A. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So Ash, as you know, instead of just one guest today, mm-hmm. we're very lucky. We got a pile of them. Right. Yes. We got so many questions About prayer. Oh, my gosh. And such good questions. Yes. So we gave everybody the opportunity to submit questions for a prayer Q&A. We were going to do one episode. Right. (laughs) And then there was just too many questions that were too important. So today and Thursday, you guys are getting Q&A episodes. It was just, there were too many good themes. This is a two-part episode now. And so you'll get us today and again on Thursday. Thursday. So our guests are pastor of the pod, Kevin Queen, who y'all know and love, Beth Moore and Carlos Whitaker. So Kevin Queen is my pastor here in Nashville at Cross Point Church, pastor of the pod and one of the most consistent teachers in my life when it comes to prayer. Beth Moore is an incredible Bible teacher and author and one of my very favorite Twitter follows. She is the president of Living Proof Ministries, a Houston-based Christian organization, which she founded to teach women to know and love Jesus through the study of scripture. And our buddy, Carlos Whitaker, author and the host of the Human Hope Podcast here on the That Sounds Fun Network. His prayer life is one that I've gotten to see up close in real life, and I am better for it. Um, Ash, these three. Wow. I I mean, what a dream. All right. I mean, I'm I'm just so thankful that when these questions come in, there will be some that you and I talk through. But when these questions come in, there are experts, really, that we can invite in. And I'm really, really grateful. means a lot that they've chosen to spend this time with us and lend their voices. Here's how it'll go, friends, for today and Thursday. You'll hear a portion of my conversation with each guest, and then we are going to pray at the end of each show. So that is what you've got. You've got Pastor Kevin, Beth Moore, and Carlos coming up. So here is our prayer Q&A with Kevin Queen, Beth Moore, and Carlos Whitaker. Pastor Kevin, Pastor of the Pod. Annie. Welcome back. Come on. I mean, I apologize that we didn't even see you in 2021. Well, I was standing outside the building. There have been a lot of times I've been standing out there just waiting. Let me on. Just waiting. (laughs) I'm just going to say, like, you all, like, when we have our prayer time in the, you know, in the green room and there's a group of us that pray, you always, you always take, like, the lesser seat. Like, you take the the seat in the back of the room. And I'm like, Annie, get up here to the, (laughs) get up here to the front. So I've been in the lesser seat out across the street from the building. And I'm just... I'm grateful to get the, the I take invite. the seat of the person who doesn't actually work at the church, okay. who's just in a volunteer capacity. But you do come but and I'm pray, grateful. and yes. you do come and pray on uh, on Sundays, and that means so much to have you in that time of prayer. And that is a great segue to what we're talking yeah. about today. How about that? How about it? Look <laughs> right. at you, podcaster. Let's go. Kevin, I want you to start, if you don't mind. Will you just give us what prayer means to you? Yeah. You know, prayer for me is uh, is like oxygen. Yeah. And uh, and so it, it really is. It's uh, it's it is it is life. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't want to just be um, I don't want to just be a person who prays sometimes like I want prayer to to be like oxygen every single day where it's just living. It's in communion, living in communion with yeah. God. Yeah. You know, for a lot of my life, I knew that I had union 
with God because of salvation. You know, I grew up in a church where, you know, I prayed the, I prayed the prayer every yes. like the, yes. to receive Christ, to begin a yes. relationship with him. I, I might have prayed that and gripped the back of a pew every single several su- Sunday, but it wasn't until I understood the communion with God. So that union with God cannot be broken, right? Yeah. But that communion with God, like that is, that is what, that's what I treasure, is what I want. I think to live in that place of just communion with Him. So it's conversation with God, it's listening to God, it's keeping company. Yeah, that's the definition of prayer that I love, is that it's just keeping company with God. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different ways to, to do that, um, but it is, uh, it's, that, it is, it's life. And, yeah. and I love to help other people um, enter into that yes. place because it is so, and I know it's the same for you, because it's, it's so, so important and, um, and so life-giving for me that if I can help other people take one more step yeah. toward that, um, then, uh, then that's can't think of a better thing to put time toward. So. We have a page, anniefdowns.com slash prayer, that has mm. a bunch of resources. And across the top, they can click books or sermons or, you know, movies or, uh, you know, podcasts to listen to. And so many of the books are ones you've recommended to me over the hills. Hmm. Over the hills? Over the hills. Over the years. I was about to say, like Leonard Ravenhill. Oh, yes. Yes, that's, how, that's what my brain was yeah. doing. So I just, I love reading people talk about prayer. Like I love books on prayer. Yeah. I think it is, it's just a fun thing to read anybody's testimony. So you said something that leads to one of our first questions. One of our friends, Meg said, is there a certain prayer you have to pray to quote officially be saved? I've heard so many conflicting things. And she said, your girl is confused. Mm. So is there like, did Jesus say, pray this thing and you'll for sure go to heaven? N- no. You know, scripture that comes to mind is uh, is Romans Romans ten nine. It says, "If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved." Mm. And so, you know, I think what was created, I think it was around the time of Charles Finney, as part of that revival and that move, was yeah. this this idea of a of a sinner's prayer that would be prayed, and and basically it's just helping put into words that scripture, that truth of placing your belief in Christ. It's a it's a helpful way to help somebody come to that place. But, you know, I think there are people who made a decision to follow Jesus that um, that never prayed. That a, never prayed the right a, sentence, a, quote, quote. Right. Yeah. And so uh, so I think it comes back to the heart. Mm-hmm. And that's really mm-hmm. what Jesus came for. He came for our hearts. He came to, to give us a new heart. So, um, so, yeah, whether it's a certain prayer or whether it's just your heart's desire saying, Jesus, Jesus, save me. You know, Jesus, yeah. I give you my life, or Jesus, I want to follow you. Yeah. Like, that's... I love that. I like to remind myself, like, there isn't, it, remind myself in the, when I'm on stage and I'm offering a prayer for people to commit to Jesus, right. I can't screw that up. No. Because all they have to do is confess with their mouth that he's Lord and believe in their hearts that God raised them from the dead. Right. And they're saved. And right. on me. No. And that's, that's one reason I think baptism is so powerful, uh-huh. because, like, we, we make those we make those vows, but baptism is, you know, like the like the ring. Baptism yeah. is the is the moment, is the public moment. Say, I'm putting my Christ, so I can go back to that moment and tell. I've prayed a prayer, you know, thousands and thousands <laughs> yeah, of times, but right. I can go back to that moment and say, No, nah, I've given my yeah, life to Jesus. So. That's good. So we're kind of splitting up all these questions people have sent in in some buckets, mm-hmm. and I have learned so much from you on prayer that I kind of wanted you to handle some of the nuts and bolts of the okay. buckets. And so we're gonna do some of the like. What does prayer really look like? What is what is the discipline? What does the practice look like? We had mm-hmm. Beth Redman on last week talking about like a life of prayer. What does mm-hmm. it look like when it just invades your life? Mm-hmm. So one of the questions, I mean, multiple people, but I'll read Shannon's, but there's three or four people said, what postures of prayer? Does it matter how we move our bodies or hold our bodies? Does it matter when we kneel? Does it matter when our hands are raised? Like, why does it matter what we do with our bodies? Does it matter what we do with our bodies? Right. I mean... 
So I, I'll just I'll speak personally. Yeah. And part of this, Annie, I'm going. Well, we're talking about it's a mystery. Ah. So part of it is there's just there. It's a mystery that the God of all creation would have would invite us into relationship, invite us into conversation, yeah. that He would speak to us and, and want to hear from yes. us. And so it's not quite as black and white as fasting. Right. A fasting conversation of like here's when you start eating, here's when you stop eating. There's mystery to prayer. And it's deeply it's deeply personal based mm. on truth, right? Mm. And the revelation of God in in Christ. And so. So when we think of postures and even think about postures of Jesus, that there were times where, you know, he lifted his hands when he's praying, and there are other times where, you know, he, he bows down, he kneels down. So even in Christ, as he's approaching communion with the Father, there's times when he gets away from everybody else and withdraws. So I think it, it does it does matter what we do with our bodies. I'll share personal. Just the other day I was reading, I, when, I'm, when I'm praying, oftentimes I am slouched on the couch. Yeah. I'm, and I just, I, I sit back because I need to remind myself that I'm resting in the arms yeah. of a father, right? Wow. That I'm resting in the arms of God. And so even that song, there's a song, Lean Back, that just yeah. talks about that. That's that's the posture oftentimes when I'm just spending time in prayer and I'm just resting because I'm type A and I'm, and I'm driven. And I want to get yeah. stuff done. So I need, that's the posture. But then sometimes it's, you know what, I'm going to get on, there's something I need to surrender. So I'll go and I'll get on my knees in that same spot down at the couch, but I'll turn different position. Yeah. The other day I was reading through the story of Mary and Martha. Yeah. And uh, and I, I I'm type A, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a busybody like have. Right. But I'm very driven. And I, so sometimes I was like, well, I'm not like Martha. But then I realized in that passage that uh, that I am mm. that I am like Martha in that she was in the kitchen making preparations, and I can be in the kitchen in my own mind. In my own imagination, I could be making sandwiches that Jesus didn't order. Yeah, and and for right. me, it's called worry and anxiety. You yeah. know, it is like in that moment, I realized, no, I, I might not physically be making sandwiches. And I'm working on something. But I'm working on something yeah. constantly in the future yeah, in my own mind. interesting. And so like for me, I sat down. The posture of prayer that day was like Mary. You know what I'm huh. saying? I want to be like Mary. I want to take that posture. Of, so yes. you, she's got this one concern. That's, that's greater, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, Jesus, I want to sit at your feet yeah. in that posture of receiving. So oftentimes when I'm reading the scripture and just keeping company with God, I'll listen, listen through the scripture and go, okay, what's the, what's the move, God, that you want me yes. to make? Where I'm telling my spirit, I'm yes. telling my soul, I'm telling my heart the posture that it should have. Yes. And our bodies help us with that. So sometimes it's open hands, sometimes it's lifted hands. And I, I don't necessarily want to do in public what I don't do in private. I don't want to do in public what I don't do in private. Okay. Right. So I don't want to lift up my hands in public worship if I'm not lifting up my hands yeah, in private worship. I don't good. want to. I don't want to be kneeling down because then it's a show, right? It. So it's that's going. It. I, I want to. I want to live a life privately that's congruent with who I am publicly. Yep. And so private prayer helps us to maintain that kind of congruence and that kind of consistency. This morning I was reading Ezekiel 44, mm. and I sit in my same. Swirly chair, crisscross applesauce every day, same blanket over my lap. I very rarely change position in my home life of prayer. Sometimes yes. I walk. I like in my six minutes when my tea is getting ready, I'm yeah. pacing and praying yeah. for whatever is first on my brain that day. But this morning I read Ezekiel 44, 28, and this is in the CSB. This will be their inheritance. I am their inheritance. Mm. And so that just sent me off in prayer, right? Like that, that just launched me into yeah, you're my inheritance. Yes. And for the people I'm concerned about, be their inheritance. Yes. Right? When they don't have anything else, right? And so so I think you're teaching us a really good thing about in your morning time, and you and I both did this today, it, it, the thing we read launched us into the prayers we needed to pray. That's right. Yep. And, and that's scripture speaking to us 
about how to pray. Right. And so we're letting God's words guide our words, guide our heart. And then when, when our hearts don't line up with God's word, we're asking God to help us with <laughs> yeah. that. You know, cause, Help me. Because that's really, I mean, I find in prayer a lot of times is I don't know what to say, right? Yes. Oh, say. man, so many people. We but, were getting there, so keep but going. The gift, but the gift yep. of Scripture is you, you know the heart of God, you know the mind of God, you know the will of God through mm-hmm. Scripture. And then you also get in the Psalms, you get this honest, just, you know, gut level wrestling with sorrow and lament and pain and suffering and this yeah. wrestle through. And so it teaches us how to wrestle through, yeah. right? It teaches us how to walk through the hard places and how to, and, yeah, and I love how in the Psalms it ends at that place of life and exaltation mm-hmm. and truth and mm-hmm. hope. And so really scripture is our gift, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to prayer. Um, so Mariah asked a question. She said, does God need details or is the Lord's prayer enough? Mm. I think the Lord's prayer, when the disciples asked Jesus, they were like, hey, would you teach us how to pray? Yes. So I go back and I go, that's that's the that's the one thing they asked Jesus. I to quote te- you saying this yeah. all the time. It's, it's the it. only thing they it's, asked him to teach. It's the only thing they asked yes. because I think they heard that, like we were talking about communion. They were like, yes. I want to be intimate with the Father like yes. that. Like I want what Jesus has there. And so they were like, would you teach us how to do that? Yes. And so I think that's the most important first prayer. Well, okay. Like we talk about salvation. For <laughs> right, life, right, right, but like right. 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 Just one. say, Jesus, would you would you teach us yeah. how to pray? And, yes. and and from that place, then we take the life of a student, and we're all really in kindergarten. You yeah, know, we're all just entering right. in. That's and right. so, Jesus, would you teach us? And um and so, you know, the Lord's prayer, He gives us that as a as a gift. He gives us that as a as a model. He gives us that as a snapshot of picture. Let me show you how to pray. Yeah. And I think that's a great place to start. But then I think there's also, you know, does God need the details? No, he wants the details. Oh, say that. So he wants... he Even Pe- though he knows? Even though he does. And Peter, it says, cast your cares on me. Yeah. Like he, that's what he says. He says, cast your cares on him for he cares for you. Yeah. And so I think that truth that if if it matters, if we're carrying it, he's like, I want... There, there was a time when I was, you know, trying to really grow in prayer in the consistency of prayer. I really struggle with the discipline of daily prayer. And I and I really struggled with distraction, and so I had a little post-it note where I would write down like, "Gosh, I mean, it felt like there were squirrels in the attic every time <laughs> yeah. I'd sit down to try." Yes. And so I was just like, "Oh, I'm going to write down those things on a post-it note." Oh, Kept wow. it next to my Bible, and I just, yeah. just wrote. And I started writing down, you know, okay, I want to go. I need to go visit my grandmother who's in the nursing home. Okay, I need to get new tires on the car. And anytime some some detail came up, I'd I'd, I'd write it down. And I was filling up post-it notes, you know, yeah. with with details of things that were distractions. And then it occurred to me, I thought those things were distracting me from God, but I was like, no, this is the business of casting my cares on him Wow. and inviting God into the details of my day. Yeah. Because if it matters to us, it matters to God. And I, and I don't think... I don't think it necessarily means that it matters to God as much as it matters to us. Sure. I mean, because sometimes our, he just knows more. He, sees he knows more, more and yeah. our value systems can get out of whack. Yeah, some right? Sometimes, yes. like maybe, mine. maybe for you. I'll just say for me. Maybe for <laughs> yourself, <laughs> Pastor. Yes. But I, but I think, yes. but I think for us to be able to even write down some of those things in the details, we're basically we're giving giving those things and surrendering those yeah. things to Him. So one of our friends, Sarah, is asking: Is there a proper form we use? that we're supposed to use when we're praying. I mean, you're saying no. Yeah, I don't have a proper form when I go talk with my with my earthly father. Yeah, you know, I'm blessed to have a great relationship with my earthly father and I Frank, just, big ups to Frank. That's right. He's, we love him. He is. And I, I mean, we, you know, we've got a great relationship over the over the years and, and the benefit of that I've just learned there's not really a formula. I just, you know, 
I just pick up the phone. Because there are people who talk about doing confession, and then, and I think maybe because you always say have a place and a plan. They can be they, those things can be be helpful, but I I think if you're looking for a place to start, uh-huh. I think those things can be those yeah, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. You know, acts, that acts, acts, that's adoration, adoration, confession. Uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and supplication. Will you talk about what each of those are real yeah, quick? So Ador- I mean, is that the Lord's Prayer? Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. It's a great question. <laughs> well, well, it lets everybody yeah. open up the Lord's Prayer. You right. just sort it out yourself. Right. I, yeah, but I think adoration, giving God praise, spending yeah. time praising. Confession is, you know, confessing our sin to Him, confessing our weakness, confessing yeah. our brokenness. You know, worries. Blame, <laughs> it's worries. Yeah, confessing those things to God. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving would be make a list of the things that you're thankful for. Speak you do that every day, yeah. Every day, yeah. And so, and then, uh, and then supplication would be okay. What are the things that you're asking God? Like we yeah. talk about intercession. Like what are the things that we're asking God yeah. for? And um, and I'll, I'll just tell you, I've 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 struggled with with formula, but I found formula helpful as yeah. a, as a God. And and so yeah. I don't I, I don't want to constrict it to those things. But I think if you're looking for a great place to start, yeah. those things can be helpful. It was one time, can I tell a quick story? It was one time when I was, uh, I was with a family and, um, this is one of my best worst stories. I was <laughs> with a family and it was just, it was a really hard time. They had somebody in the hospital and, and it was just, uh, it, there was a lot of anxiety in the room and the grandmother, um, looked over and we were all standing there and, uh, and she said, would you lead us in the Lord's prayer? Mm. And, um, and I was like, yeah. And I began our father, and everybody began to pray, who yeah. art in heaven, how be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then I drew a blank. Uh-uh. Annie, I couldn't remember the Lord's Prayer. I was a pastor. <laughs> I've been a pastor for like five, ten years. And I was like, I could not, I could oh. not remember the Lord's Prayer. And then, so I look up, I'm like, little help. Yeah. <laughs> and, granny, and, granny, and Granny, she came through. She came through and she helped lead us through there. But I realized like, you know what, when we're charged with anxiety, yeah, it's hard to pray. Wow. When we're charged with anxiety, it's hard to remember. When it's when we're charged with anxiety in the room, it's hard to it's hard to connect. Yeah. And sometimes we need other people to help us. Wow. Pray. Yes. And sometimes we need other people who know how to pray to help us pray because we learn how to pray by praying with people who know how to pray. Yes. And so I think it's okay to say even like as a pastor say, hey, "I need help right now." And uh, and so even people who are listening say, hey, "I need help." That's what the disciples were asking Jesus. We, we need help in yeah. learning and learn how to pray. I went out to the car. I was so angry at the fact that I forgot. Yeah. I went out of the car and I bit my steering wheel. Oh. I've never I've never done that before, but I bit, and I had to drive around with those teeth marks on my steering. Somebody else is driving that car. It's that driving that car right now. But but they're like, what happened? That's right. But I remember I'd only been a pastor for maybe five, six years, but it was the anxiety that kept me in. I thought anxiety keeps us from prayer. Yeah. Right. But that prayer is that very that place where God wants to bring us peace. And sometimes we need other people to help with that. Because that's so. one of the overarching themes of all these questions. We got hundreds of questions. Is people are worried they're doing it wrong. Mm. But I think they're worried they're doing it wrong because they're not getting the answers they're expecting. Mm. So you think, well, if 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 God's not answering the way I thought he would, then I must be doing something wrong. Mm. Is that yeah. true? You know, I think um, one way it's helpful to, to think about um, prayer is as a relationship. Uh-huh. This a relationship. There are things that I've been praying for for years that, I mean, for decades yes. that I just haven't seen, and I have to remind myself that prayer is not a it's not an ATM. That's a potter's wheel. Yeah, mm, and it's that a potter's wheel. That God is He's forming me. He's shaping yeah. me. 
Like, man, I hope this is a bowl. Right. Come on, Lord. That's this right. is the bowl, right? <laughs> this is the bowl. And then the sides start going up. You're like, oh, no, it isn't a bowl. Yeah, no. It's a candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be a candlestick holder. Right? That's. I mean, yeah. I feel like that is the ATM thing. I hear you. I just don't know a lot of people who go, I'm mad because God didn't give me exactly what I wanted. Mm. It seems more that people say, I prayed and I thought I was in line yeah. and this did not go. Yeah. The way I thought it would. So mm-hmm. Potter's wheel is a better for my heart. I, I, I connect a lot with that. And then there are sometimes, there are sometimes as we grow and discern the voice of God, there are sometimes where God will give us something to pray for, and we yes. will just have, we'll have a, a deep sense. Okay, that this is this is something that He wants to do. Yeah. And and uh, and so I think like praying in His will. Yeah, you know, a lot of prayer is trying to how, s- how to yeah. how to dig through and yep. just try. We're trying to find. We're trying to dig through our own will to find the will of God. Yes. And so a lot of it's just we yeah. are in the sandbox and yeah. we are just we're digging through to try to to try to discern and try to find His will. And um and then it's also Jesus said, "Pray in My name." Yeah. And so what does it mean to pray in His name? What does it mean to pray with His authority, but also with His character? Wow. Right. So it's like we're trying to dig through and discern, like. Okay, what is what is the character of God in this? What is the will of God in this? And it just it just takes it takes it takes time. Yeah. Pottery takes time. ATM doesn't take much time. It's not yeah. we want the ATM, we want the instant That's right. results. That's right. But it takes time in his presence. So. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our incredible partners, Chime. No one likes waiting on a paycheck. Truth be told, I don't like waiting on much of anything, but especially not money you've earned and double, especially not when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, budget, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Apply for a free account. It takes less than two minutes. You can get started at chime.com slash that sounds fun. That's chime.com slash that sounds fun. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depend on the payer. And I've got another amazing partner to tell you about, Epic Will. So there are a few reasons that my friends I've talked to give for not having a will. One said they don't really have much stuff that would be quote unquote worth leaving to anyone. And another said she started crying every time she tried to think about who would care for her children in her absence. And one more said it's something she's been meaning to do, but she just hasn't gotten around to it. But y'all, having an estate plan is more than all that. I mean, it includes the things, of course, but it's truly a way to be proactive and intentional about your legacy. It's a way for now us to be good friends to future us. And it's a way to keep our loved ones from having to make really difficult financial and health decisions for us without knowing our wishes. So take it from me, your big sisterish friend, AFD, you need Epic Will. Epic Will is the easiest and most affordable way I know to create an estate plan. The expert team at Epic Will has developed an efficient and user-friendly platform that helps you think through things like who you'd like to be your financial power of attorney and who you would trust to care for your kids. And in a few simple steps, it also helps you designate who your belongings would go to and create your advance directive. Basically, EpicWill.com empowers you or you and your spouse to make these important decisions all with the guidance of people who truly know what they're doing. When the gals here at the office sat down to log on to EpicWill, we found it was really helpful to have a buddy to talk through these things like 
organ donation and financial decisions with. So grab a friend and get this taken care of together today. And I love this, but the team at Epic Will is dedicated to caring for single moms and orphans. In fact, they provide single moms with kids under the age of 18 access to a free will, and they donate 10% of their proceeds to organizations helping orphans find their forever home. That's what you're supporting when you use Epic Will to create your will. EpicWill.com has built the most comprehensive, self-guided early estate plan for you. In as little as five minutes and for less than you'd spend on a trip to Target, you can create an early estate plan with Epic Will. Go to EpicWill.com and use the promo code TSF20 for 20% off. Again, that's EpicWill.com and use the promo code TSF20 for 20% off. Get the peace of mind that comes with knowing your belongings, your family, and your legacy are protected with Epic Will. And now back to our conversation on prayer. Uh, Thank you for being here. I could not be happier to be here with you two girls today and and with those that are listening in or watching. I'm very, very happy. Yeah, we're, we're excited about it. And just to, will you just start, I'd love for you to just first of all say how prayer matters to you. Well, it is the basis, it's the most formal way of communicating with someone that you love or that you want to love and want Mm -hmm. to know. When I think about my husband, Keith, or I think about my daughters, Amanda and Melissa, and I think, okay, cut out all language between us, and there's still a lot that we have, but our way of making one another understood is through communication. It is going to be through language. It's God's way. He spoke and things were. So he, his way is, through, uh, is often through words. And so that is going to be the meat of that relationship with God. So, I mean, it truly is the lid on the ditch for me. Yeah. I mean, it is like that's you remove prayer and God doesn't move. But at the moment you remove prayer, then for me, you have just removed or I have removed rather the the lid over that pit. And I am going to walk straight in it sooner or later. I'm going to. And it may look a different way than it looked in my 30s. Uh, or it may look a different way than it's ever looked in my life, but it will be a pit. I will go in that ditch. Mm-hmm. I just will. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 the heart of it. That's the meat of it. When people talk to me about my spiritual disciplines, I'm always like, y'all understand the walls are so high because of my inclination to fall. <laughs> like, like yes. I'm not I'm not disciplined spiritually because I'm good at this. It's because I'm the weakest yes. of us. No, it's the absolute truth. I have had I've had one thing that I brought to the mix. Everything else has been God. Yes. The one thing I bring to the mix is desperation, and I seem to always have it. That's right. And it's not for this reason. It's for that reason. So yes. it's just that that keeps me in it because I am always facing some kind of challenge, some kind of problem. I got something I've got to overcome or something I'm not, I'm I'm just not up to that I've got to do. And so it's just a constant thing. I I just, I don't know where I would be or where I'd, oh, the the fumbling around I would do and the lack of leadership. So, yep. It's yeah. the only way for me to stay between the ditches, I promise yes, you. same. Okay, let's jump into some of our questions from our friends Do listening. It. Shelby is asking, 
Am I supposed to pray to God or Jesus or both? And how do I know? Uh, yes, yes. You know, I, I may think of God in a more benevolent way than some people do, but I just have a hard time thinking he's going, oops, you broke the rule. But I do, let's be, let's always go to the word of God and see. The most uh, formal and most um, consistent way that we see New Testament prayer, we're New Testament believers, that doesn't mean we don't have all the Psalms to go by, all the Old Testament yep. uh, principles and language and verbiage to go by. It just means that we're looking, we're praying in the name of Jesus. So that's what's really different for us. So the most uh, common way, the most, of course, there's nothing common about it, but the most familiar way in New Testament scripture is to pray to the Father mm -hmm. in the name of the Son. But there yes. were also times, like I'm thinking of Stephen in the book of Acts. Stephen speaks straight to Jesus. He said, Lord Jesus. He speaks straight to Jesus Oh, I've Christ. never thought about that. You'll find some, yes, yes, he does. And there are other times, you know, you think if the Holy Spirit is the one who is teaching us, he's the one reminding us of what the Father has said, I also think, and he's the one we're hoping to be filled with the Spirit, then I, it's also appropriate that we're going to often whisper, Holy Spirit, yeah, you know, empower yeah. this. I don't want this to be in my own strength. I want this to be yours. So what I love to remember is it's three in one. So to address one is to address all three. Sure. And I, I just don't think that we're going to somehow fail at it That's right. if, if we are going to God in the name of Jesus. Yes. So, um, but just technically, yes, that most of my prayers are going to be dear. I'm going to start very often with Abba, mm. my dear Abba. And very often I'm going to close it up with um, in the name of Jesus. So that's just, uh, that's the most common fit. A lot of these questions, Beth, multiple people use the language magic formula because everyone thinks there's a thing I'm not saying and that's why I'm not getting what I'm praying for. Well, that's exactly right. And the thing about it is that what we find about prayer, the more we grow in a relationship with him and none of us have attained it, we're just all just, you know, walking, taking one step at a time, but that that prayer is far more about access than it is about answers. Mm. It's that you are in the holy presence, that you you literally have a straight line of communication to God, that you can go boldly. And when Hebrews 4 says that, I mean, it means with complete freedom of speech. Therefore, wow. that tells me, Annie and Ashley, that I don't have to worry I'm going to mess it up all the time. Right, because right. he said, you come, come to me in boldness, a word that in Greek means in complete freedom of speech, wow. where I, I might groan. It might have no words to it whatsoever. I might just sit in, um, in a complete need and agony and pain before the Lord, and not a word is coming out. Maybe, it may be, as my a friend says, you know, liquid worship. She says sometimes <laughs> right. she sits there, she doesn't have a single word for the Lord. She just has tears streaming down her cheeks. So it's all just that communication and communing yeah. uh, with God and in fellowship with the Son and the Spirit. I mean, a lot of our friends, I'm looking at a question from Emily. I'm looking at a question from Angie, a question from Jessica. I mean, people want to know if prayer changes God's mind. Oh, I just love that question. Me too. I, I love, love talking question. about this. 
I do. I do too. I do too. See, we know that prayer is never a waste of time because it is something that we are taught to do, told to do by God over and over again. Yes. We have the um, precedent more than I even know in my mind how to go through and count of times in scripture where prayer was the agent that God used to bring about the change. He's wanting us to ask. We wonder like why, why would he why would why would he do that? He already knows what we need. He even Jesus says your father in heaven knows what you need. So if he does, why, why should we even ask? Why does he say that ask um, and you will receive, seek, and you will find. Because I'll bring this back every single time, ladies. He is bringing us back over and over to engagement. Re- remember, uh. that's what he is after. He is after interaction between us. He is after engagement. So we're asking because it puts us in that dialogue with God. So there is that process. And we are told over and over and over and over again. We are shown it in story. We are told it in narrative. And we are commanded by God to bring our, pray- our prayers, bring our requests. And we see him move so often. There are numbers of times we do not. And that is when we live in that mysterious place of trust. I I loved, I heard um, Christine Kane say just about a week and a half ago, we were at an event together and I loved what she said. She had turned us to to Acts chapter 12. So I'll I'll ask somebody, look this up later. And she talks about, of course, that the apostle James has just been beheaded. And then Peter is in prison, planning to do the same thing with him. But the church is earnestly praying for his release. And so it says, she says, how do we live in that balance between James being beheaded and Peter being released from prison? That you know they prayed against the first, uh, against the martyrdom of James. And yet here's, she said, the question is going to be, can we live in that tension and continue to believe my God is good. He is sovereign. He knows what he is doing and he knows what I am asking. Now, I I love, um, I love where we are told, and I always will do this. We're going to get to this sooner or later in our conversation. So I'll say it now. I love to pray. I'm going to first pray the desires of my heart. I truly am. I, I think that that's, there's, there's everything right about that. But what, when the word of God says through the psalmist in Psalm 37, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. The thing about delighting in the Lord, and I love to pray that he'll give me delight for him because delight changes the way you pray. Ah, okay. Because that the joy that you have in him is going to make you less apt, going to make me less apt to pray for something that's just, you know, for my own lust. Now, I don't mean for my own desires. I think there's a very big difference between lust and then something in desires of our heart. Mm -hmm. And he very often in the development of a relationship, and I want to say to many of our sisters and brothers, relationship with God builds just like any other relationship. When my toddlers were first talking to me, and in their little broken sentences and using all the wrong words, I still thought they were delightful. Yeah. Because they were talking to me, and I, I would often know what they meant, and I would have to laugh later that this is the way they said it. Why would we think our Father in Heaven would not be the same way about yes. us, that He doesn't know? Okay, we're just learning the language of prayer. We don't we don't really know. We don't, we think about what we 
prayed for and, and just shudder to think, what if he'd given it to me? Right. But he is, he tells us he is profoundly affected by prayer. And we must believe that and believe it to the last breath. One of our friends, Kristen, asked, what do you picture when you pray? So if, because I love what you're saying of like, we start with the desires of our heart. We pray toward that. But so what are you picturing in your mind when you pray? I love in John chapter 11, when we are told that Jesus, he looks up. Do y'all remember? I wish I, okay, let me open it real quick. John chapter 11, he's about to raise Lazarus from the dead. And of course, Martha has is just already worried that he's going to stink and there's all that going on. And so he looks, uh, it says that he looks up. It's going to be in 41 and 42 of John chapter 11. It says that he looks up, he raises eyes and said, so I very often, it, it depends on whether I'm writing or not, but I'll very often, I like to look up uh-huh. because I, I love that Jesus is looking up and I love that he knows exactly what he's looking up toward and yes. to. He knows exactly how it looks. And he says, Father, I thank you that you've always heard me. So, okay, we don't know what the face of God looks like. The three of us, nor any of our listeners, even know what the face of Christ looked exactly right. like. But here is what I love to do. I love to th- just think of his feet. And so, okay, go with me here because I yeah. know this sounds ridiculous. Think with me in Ezekiel chapter 1 when we're getting a, a, a glimpse at the throne room of God and it says that they see the the pavement at the bottom of his feet. And we're told a little bit about what, what that looks like. We'll always think, okay, I love to picture that I am at the feet of Jesus, and I don't know exactly what they look like, but that's where I like to to picture myself, that I'm right there, that I'm like Mary of Bethany, I'm seated at his feet, or I'm like Mary of Bethany, I'm laid out at his feet, yeah. or um, just that I'm, I'm right there, and so I don't always picture anything, but if I'm going to really, really zero in, I am picturing the throne and so I'm picturing sort of the bottom of that chair, that lofty chair, and I'm picturing those feet. Yeah. So I'm probably totally off there, but it just gives me something, that closeness, that yeah. that uh, something to envision that's somewhere close to a description in Scripture. Ash, I'd love for you to answer this too. I want to hear your answer Well, because as well. I tend to, when I am praying, I am picturing whatever I'm praying for happening. I'm watching the scene of what, so I'm picturing what I, I, I should be looking at Jesus. Annie, I love <laughs> I love that this. too. That fits, you're, you are a futurist. You, yeah. you have vision for what you hope for. What and do you so, picture? No, Annie, I love that. Yeah? Okay, I, th- I think I'm doing that. Yes. I mean, yes. Okay, Ashley, you. Yeah. So, um, I am, I am often picturing words. Like words that would be yes. in my handwriting. Yes. And and other than that, the other image. It's not unlike you, Beth. It's um it's a, a lap. Like mm-hmm. my earliest mm-hmm. memories of my dad are of him sitting in his rocking chair in the in the sitting room, the one yeah. without the t- TV, reading his Bible in the evenings. He was not a morning Bible guy. He was an evening Bible guy. And I I um he probably still is. I don't I I need to ask him. But um. I, I and and so frequently, 
he would just welcome me to come sit in his lap with him while oh, he read. He before before I could read, he had read a, he had read the Pilgrim's Progress out loud to me, and I oh was like gosh. transfixed, <laughs> like hanging on every word. But but that type of even without words, comfort yeah. of that that togetherness, that type of lap, yeah. Man, I'm so glad we're talking about this because that is three very different visuals. Very, very, very different. And I would think all three of them very much have their place. But I think one of the things that Ashley and I are both talking about that's so important is proximity. That I do picture that there, I am before the throne. That there is no distance that because of Jesus... There is no distance between me and the Father to mm-hmm. whom I mm-hmm. am bringing my petitions. And I, I think that is incredibly important. And then, Annie, what you're talking about is that prayer of faith. So you're picturing, by faith, you're picturing mm-hmm. that this that you are asking is in the process of happening. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't think I'm not going to be trying all three of these. I, that's what I'm thinking, too. I'm like, Jesus, tomorrow morning, get your feet ready because I'm coming. I'm get coming ready. to look at your feet. I'm coming for your feet. <laughs> you better I'm, I'm going to picture words, and I, I'm going to picture that it's happening. Yeah, yes. that's right. Today with us, Carlos Whitaker. Hey. Hey. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. I was thinking to myself, I don't think I've seen your faces since we were in Florida together live on a stage. Oh, my gosh. I think you're right. And I was saying inappropriate things. Did did those things ever make it on the podcast? They're coming. It's coming in July. They're going to hear everything in July. Well, not everything. (laughs) They're going to hear a lot of the show in July. Thank you for doing that. That was so fun. Oh, Oh my gosh. It was so fun. Carlos, I want to tell you an interesting thing of why you're here. Yeah. Is we got all these questions in, and there was... There were maybe three big themes that happened. Yeah. One of them is what I really want to talk to you about. The other two we're covering. One was about praying out loud Mm -hmm. and another theme about how to pray, just some how to pray. And then what do you do when God doesn't answer? Yeah. So we're talking about in the office and Ashley, you pick up from there. We're talking about in the office. Well, and, and I said, you know, it's like how Carlos says, you pray the promise, not the problem. Yeah. And then I kind of stopped and was like, gosh, I, I mean, I can't think of a, a more like specifically transformative lesson about prayer that I've learned than what I've learned from you mm. and, and watching you practice it. Sure. Um, I mean, you and Heather live that. Yeah. And, um, and so I just, I said that and Annie was like, well, I think maybe we should ask Carlos to join us for yeah, this. Yeah. And here we are. Here we yeah, are. Here we are. Aww. When did prayer change for you? That's a great question. Thank you. I, you know, I, I think maybe the last iteration of prayer changing for me that I, because I'm, I'm sure it's changed. I think prayer's changed for me every year throughout sure. my journey as, yeah. you know, as a believer. The last kind of major reckoning of my prayer life came, I think, when my daughter was in the hospital, when yeah. Sohaila was in the hospital in 2019. And, you know, that was <laughs> that was when my prayers went from, you know, praying for other people, praying for maybe problems in my life or things that I could ultimately control with my behaviors Yes. to the, I, I, I have zero control right. over the situation. Yeah. yeah. So that's when it you know, it changed for me. For those that don't know, my daughter was, she ended up in Vanderbilt Children's Hospital for a month 
a little less than a month with uh, like an unknown illness. And we had no idea what was happening. We didn't yeah. know what to do. And, you know, that was when I really shifted my prayer to what Ash was talking about from, I'd say the first four days she was in there, it, I was like, just, it, they were overwhelmed, groaning, which I think is, is yeah. biblical. I think we can do that. I think, we, I think yep. David shows us that he, he groans in his prayer, but it, it shifted. My, my prayer shifted from all the problems that we were facing to, mm-hmm. you know what, what is the promise and the promises that God has for Sohela, her life? And I just began to declare those things. I yeah. just began to shift how I prayed. And I started praying the promises mm-hmm. instead of praying the problems. And that for me uh, was ultimately when my prayer life changed. Mm. Yeah. Because God answered um, in the way you were hoping he would. Yeah. So I, I would say two in two ways it changed. Mm-hmm. A, it changed just because I was reminding myself on a daily basis what the promises were. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I, I I would say that my prayer life changed even before it was answered in the way that I had hoped. So I I, I, I think that's I think that's important for people to hear. Yeah. Is that my prayer life changed me before Sohela got out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Things were shifted before the um, wh- whatever answer that I was looking for came. And so I think that's the beauty of prayer is had a different result happened. Your question is before Sohela got out, I was changed. Yeah. Before the experience, the, the experience before the yes. And mm-hmm. so, yes, it changed me that, and then it also changed me. And yes, like I did see, um, I feel like God come through, you know, it's again, I get, I get very protective of, uh, of people, even your listeners that are listening to this going, you know, someone's probably listening to this going, well, of course, like, like when, when this is a big problem I have with the way Christians talk about prayer. When Christians, something happens that we hope for, it's, oh, won't he do it? Mm. Well, oh, you know, yeah. but, but then when something happens that we aren't hoping for in our prayer, it's, well, God works in mysterious oh, ways. Oh, right. They, everybody, uh, you know? right. And so he, he, here's, the, here's the only caveat I would add to that is I just wish that we would say God works in mysterious ways when he does answer the yeah, prayers because yeah. we, we save that for when we don't understand. But the truth is he's still working in mysterious ways when we when when it ends up happening the way we want it to happen. Yes. yes. So, yeah. That's a perfect lead in. Ashley, one of our friends sent in an audio question that I would love for Carlos to answer. So I know some people who have like a prayer list. So when they're spending time with God, they like pray through that list faithfully each day. And I know other people who they only pray when God like puts something on their hearts. So I've always kind of debated with that because I like the faithfulness in prayer. But I feel like my prayers feel the most powerful when I am led by the Holy Spirit. So... Yeah, just like how is it like a balancing thing or does it depend on the person? I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, whether we should just be led by the spirit or faithfulness in it or a mixture. So I would love for both y'all to answer this. Is it a list? Is it when the Holy Spirit tells you to pray? Is there a right answer? I think the answer is yes. Mm. I I think it's both. I, I think it's... For me, for the longest time, I, I would say, and maybe in my maturing in my prayer life, for the longest time, it was p- 
petitions and requests. That that's where I think that's that's how we learn to pray. Uh, when I was young, when I was a child, it's like ask God for something, or you know. So it was a lot of asking, which is biblical, which is a lot of asking and and waiting and he- hopefully hearing. And I think as I've grown in my prayer life, I've realized that that's just one part of it. For me, there has to be daily consecration. There has to be this, you know. And for some people, it may feel ritual ritualistic. But again, you and I both know John Eldridge's daily prayer, right? Like I, I have formed that into my own thing. Heather's helped me with that and my wife and um, Heather, my wife. I just said that in very confusing ways. <laughs> but so now I, I, I have this daily prayer that I pray every day. I almost can say it without even reading it yeah. anymore. And it's, I mean, it's a good 10 minutes long where I'm consecrating my day. I'm not asking God for anything. I'm just... I'm just really surrounding every aspect of what I do, uh, the boundaries of my kingdom with his will and his goodness and all the things. And so I consecrate my day. Uh, then I move and I shift into the prayer and petition part, the the asking. But for me, it takes both. And for me, I feel like my day is just set up before before I ask him for anything. Mm-hmm. I just I just set the day with that consecrating prayer. Yeah. How about you, Ash? Yeah, I... I I agree that it's it's both and in the so much of my prayer life is is kind of breath by breath throughout the day. Not that God's ever not involved in my day, but there are so many times that I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, as I'm making decisions and as as I am just walking through the day, and it, that those feel those moments feel mm-hmm. like a like a friendly conversation where it's I, I feel like that's as much the the Spirit prompting me and being like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. What, do you, what do you, what do we need to talk about yeah. while we're, while we're doing this? But then, yeah, there is a time in my day where I sit down and I do, it's not exactly a list, but, but it is a, it's definitely like a set aside time yeah. that, I for sure that feels yeah. like, like faithfulness. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have them written on my wall. Yeah. I have three huge right. sticky notes that tell me what, who I pray for every single day yep. that I'm sitting there yeah. every single day. I love how she was actually, it felt like while she was asking that question, mm-hmm. that was something that Holy Spirit probably was ready and is ready to help her with. Like, like, it's, yeah. it's like those moments. It's like, am I supposed to do the list? Am I supposed to ask specific? It's like, yeah. freaking awesome. This is like the moment. Yes. To hear and and ask him because I think that is what we should be doing every day. Yes. You know, asking all day yes. long. What which mm-hmm. way should I pray today? Yes, that's yeah. beautiful. So this is a question from Kayla Carlos. Is there any topic you don't ask God for direction in? She said, I tend to think most of my problems are too small for God to have interest in or time for and only bring him the big stuff. <laughs> I, I I sometimes think I'm a crazy person for asking God. Everything. I, asking God about everything. Perfect example. Yesterday morning, Sunday morning, Easter. This is as when we're recording this. Yesterday morning was Easter morning. Yeah. We're at my house. It's while my kids are now 19, 18, and 16, it is just as traumatic on Sunday mornings to try <laughs> to get the entire family out to get to church. Yes. Now, now it's like, are the boyfriends riding with us? Who's riding with who? Are you, you know, yeah. oh, wait, you left me. I thought, yeah. And my truck was parked at the end of my driveway. Yeah. Every other vehicle that belonged to the other 27 people that are yeah. in my house was in front of my truck and uh-huh. they could not get out. So at the last second when people are ready to get out, I'm I'm like I'm leaving in 10 minutes. Yeah. Dad, I need you to move your truck. I can't find my keys. We're desperately looking for my keys. 
I literally asked Jesus, yes. Jesus, where are my keys? Yes. I, I ask him everything. Me too. So I'm not talking about big things. You've got to be asking him the little things too. Why in the world would God only care about the big things in our life, right? Yeah. He yeah. cares about the tiny, he cares about where your keys are. Yeah. So yes, to answer the question, I, I ask him about I old, old things. Rachel asks, how do I pray like I know God is listening? How do I pray like I know God is listening? Well, I mean, I'll just answer this as, as vulnerably as I've ever answered a question. Sometimes I pray and I don't know if he's listening. So, so I, I think there's, I think it's okay to have, to come with doubts. Yes. I think it's okay to sometimes pray and wonder, I, I, I'll even get to places. I mean, here I am, Carlos Whitaker, a 48 year old man that has, you know, I talk about Jesus every day on the internet and podcasts and books and things. There are moments I wake up sometimes as close to atheist as yeah. I've ever been in my entire yeah. life. Like, wait a second. Is is this whole thing a facade? Like, like <laughs> me too. Is, me too, is, Carlos. Is this, is this is this actually real? Yeah, you're Carlos. You have to remind yourself every day. I believe, as a Christian, I believe that there was like a human being that walked on the earth that was murdered, was dead, and three days later got up and yep. walked out and is now yep. in heaven. And I'm like, like that is crazy talk, yes. right? And so, yes. so there's moments where I, I just, I don't believe Lord help my unbelief. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So there, I mean, there's a long question, that short answer, no, a long great. answer to the short question. That's great. Does it make a difference? This is Zoe. Does it make a difference praying out loud as opposed to in my head? Does it still count? And can God hear me? Oh, it's a great question. I love that question. These are incredible questions. Gosh, so good. <laughs> well, well, yes, God can still hear you. In your head or out loud. In your head or out loud. Yep. But for me, again, now now we're talking about uh, how I am reacting as a human in my tendencies mm. to my relationship with God. When I say something out loud, there's just a... Uh, there's more oomph to it. There's there's something that deposits it deeper, maybe mm -hmm. in my ethos when yeah. I say something out loud. And you know, I, I mean, I don't want to get su super down the some theological rabbit trail no, like here, it. but we've got to remember that God can hear our thoughts, right? Because He's God. But the enemy, yep. okay, the enemy it's is good. not God. So right. as I am battling sometimes and I, when I'm praying with warfare and praying against things, I say those things out loud because I don't want to give the enemy and maybe think dark things in my life. I don't want to give them the same ability that God, yeah. God has. Like, God's, like, like they can't hear my thoughts. So yes. therefore, I will say these things out loud if I'm going to banish them out of a room, if I'm going to, yep. you know, again, we're going into some warfare talk yep. here, but I say things out loud when I'm praying so that the enemy can hear me. Yes. Um, our words and, have the power of life and death, is yes. what Proverbs says. It let's matters. Go. Yeah, yeah, we can kill some stuff let's go. with our words in a good way. Yep. Sometimes I think we only teach that like, the life part is the only part that's good. It's right. like, no, no, no. It's great yes. that we can kill things with our words. Yes. Not each other, but right. we can we can kill curses with yes, our words. We can. And we can kill discouragement with our yep. words. So that's good. That's really good, Carlos. Okay. Yeah. So we have got pages of questions. So the big chunk that I would love for you to speak to are unanswered prayers. Yeah. Hey, listen, me too is the mm. first thing I want to say. I mean, you too, Ash. Same. Yeah. yeah. You too, Carlos. Yeah. Still, I oh, mean, yeah. Johnny. 
Yes. Every one of us have unanswered prayers. Yeah. So of all the sections we can talk about, we are most expert mm-hmm. on not getting what we ask God for. Honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Rachel, why does it sometimes feel like my prayers hit the ceiling? Mm. I don't know. First of all, can yes. I say that? Can yes. I, can, can it's okay? Can oh it be okay gosh, that we yes. say, I don't thank know. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So it, I think it was Rachel. Yes. I, Rachel. I don't know why sometimes your prayers feel like they hit the ceiling, but I, I can speak to when my prayers yes. have felt like they've hit the ceiling. And for me, when I am not in a habit of, of my daily prayer, when I have come out of rhythm with how I am communing with God on the little things in yes. life, and I'm only asking God for the big things at those times is when, I mean, look, cause let's, let's be honest. Like if we're, if we're really paying attention to God, to Holy spirit, and we are having this conversational intimacy with Holy spirit yeah. and we're speaking to him all day long, asking him little things, we are going to get, I'm going to get yeses and nos all day. Yeah. When I'm just coming to him with God, should I quit my job? And that it's, and I'm like, there, there's the big one. Right. 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 Um, I am not in, in the ha- I don't I haven't developed my muscle on on my daily hearing yeses ah, and nos wow. and so for me when when I feel like my prayers are hitting the ceiling when I'm when I uh, for me that's mostly like big things it's mostly like big unanswered things that I've been waiting right a long time for right when I get into the habit of asking every day Lord Chick Fil A or Chipotle. Which one should I go? Right. Lord, where's my keys? Lord, what scripture should I read? Lord, what does that have to do? With... And I start to hear him every day answer those things. Yeah. Guess what? I, I feel like the vault and the the ceiling is lifted yeah. in my prayer life, yeah. right? And so now I'm not as concerned that I'm not hearing about the big thing because I am hearing about little things all yeah. day. I don't know if that makes sense, but yes. when I said it, that's that's, that's kind of like yes. where I fall with that. I feel like John Eldridge taught me that, that like when he talks about and writes about Asking God where to go on vacation yep. and if to go on vacation. And so I've, I've been, is that where you want me to go? How do you mm. want me to spend that? You know, like thoughtful about that. The other thing that comes to my mind, Carlos, is our feelings get to ride, but they don't get to drive. Yes. I love it when you say And that. I feel like a lot of the connection with unanswered prayers is what we feel. Mm-hmm. And that is not always what our feelings don't always tell us the whole truth. Right. Right. And so even if you feel like God isn't listening. Mm-hmm. That isn't what gets to win. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Does sin play into it? Can our sin keep God from hearing us? Oh, do we have like a phone, a theo- phone theologian? A, phone a friend. I know. <laughs> a, a theologian on it? I mean, I don't know. Like, I I, I really don't. I mean, I, I don't think I'm to the point where I can necessarily answer that question yeah. with, with maybe the authority that somebody smarter and that studied the word more. Um, has it, but I mean, again, again, if we're just talking about our own kind of personal antidotes, yes, my sin has definitely gotten in the way of, of, of me hearing from God, my, my sin. I mean, if I just, yeah, for sure. My sin's gotten in the way of me hearing God. Yeah. So, so it's like, okay, so at least my sin has, if I, if Uh I go back to like the Los Big Sin days, right? 2007 to 2010 or like Little Sin days, right? Like all of them are are getting in the way, which is why, again, in in my book, Kill the Spider, I have written out the daily prayer that I use. Yes. There is a part of that daily prayer where I am repenting of my sins 
And I feel like that does maybe open up the breezeway and the conversation yes. in the channel yes. uh, because I'm getting rid of that stuff on a daily basis. Yeah. So This is Psalm 66, verses 16 through 20. I'm going to read the message version. Okay. Oh, you're going to read like the, the cool version. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I just think, <laughs> I think this one part is going to help us yeah, understand. Good, good, good. One of our friends sent this verse in, Alita. She okay. sent this verse in. Alita. All believers, come here and listen. Let me tell you what God did for me. I called out to him with my mouth. Uh-huh. So out loud, Let's go. my tongue shaped the sounds of music. That's beautiful. Mm. If I had been cozy with evil, the Lord would not have listened. Wow. But he most surely did listen. He uh-huh. came on the double when he heard my prayer. Blessed be God. He didn't turn a deaf ear. He stayed with me, loyal in his love. Wow. If I had been cozy with evil, the Lord would never have listened. Mm. Well, so, I mean, that's that's pretty sharp. That's it. So, yeah. so to me, I'm, I, I think you're right. I think what I've experienced most is my sin keeping me from hearing God. Yes. And what, what David said is, if you're cozy with evil. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, and I'm not sure any of our friends are cozy with evil. Yeah. If it, yeah. it gets, you have to, you got to say a lot of little yeses to get to a big yes that has you cozy, cozy. with evil. Yeah. yeah. Cozy with evil. Wow. He would never have listened. Wow. Strong. Keep us from that, Lord. Only, only the Lord can keep us from that, mm-hmm. right? Okay, Josie, she says, I've been praying for my brother to know God since as long as I can remember. I mean, Carlos, we have, if we've got one, we've got 20 of people saying there is someone I'm praying for to know God, to be healed, to not suffer anymore. Yeah. When you're praying for someone, this is Josie's questions, when praying for someone over years and years with no changes, what's my next step? Yeah. Um... I mean, that's, that's where I'm at with my brother. Yeah. So I, I hear that and I feel that. Um, and it's been solid for sure about six years of my list that I've got mm. in my, you know, my brother knows this. So Eddie, if you're listening to the podcast, I, I prayed again for you today. Yeah. Um, he's very handsome. Yes, he I is. I know he has a wife and children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he seems this, so... the most beautiful green eyes. Uh-huh. And and I, I pray for Eddie every day. It's been six years running, and I'm and I'm not going to stop. There's a man named Leroy Imes, who taught me. Uh, I was like, like in college when I heard him at this conference. He was like 87 years old at the conference, and he said, "So many of us are 18 inches away from heaven and hell. We know it in our heart, our heart, or we know it in our minds, but we don't have it in our hearts." Yeah. I, I remember like that. Like was super shook me right. But something else he said at 87 was that he prayed for his brother for 60 years. <sighs> before his brother accepted Christ. Wow. And so did God answer that prayer? Yeah. 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 Did it take way longer than Leroy wanted it to? Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Just keep praying. Just keep going. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. My theory is what have I got to lose? Yeah. If I pray until I die for someone, what have I got to lose? Yeah. What do I have to lose if I quit? Uh Uh-huh. I don't, I can't measure. I don't want to, I don't want to know. Right. I don't want to know. Right. So, but that does not feel good. No. Gosh, right? No. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I can't find it very quickly, but the isn't there a passage in scripture that says to keep praying and don't give up? Yeah. I mean, when Jesus, y'all you know me about the persistent widow, well, Jesus right. says, "I'm going to tell you a story <laughs> that is going to tell you how, why you should pray and not give up. I mean, that is what he says. That's well, how he intros yeah. the persistent widow is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, ju- I mean, I just know, 
I mean, the Lord uses perseverance in a lot of areas of our life, but I think perseverance in prayer, mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. to form our character. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so there's there's an answer, even yes. if it's not the answer to the request that we're presenting and yes. persevering with. There's there's an answer that is that that yes. God cares about who we are and yes. who we're becoming as we petition Him. Yeah. You yes. know, that's right. In in the in the obedience, right? There there's stuff that's happening. I mean, as 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 the great theologian Garth Brooks Sometimes. says, oh gosh, there it is. You you're about to there, right? Yep. Sometimes I thank God. And now listen, I'm not quoting scripture here. I'm I'm quoting a, a man just as deeply flawed as me, who actually, though, in this chorus, I'm just telling you, like, I read this chorus all the time to people. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs, <laughs> that just because he doesn't answer don't, doesn't mean he don't care. Some of God's greatest gifts yeah. are unanswered prayers. And I think to myself, like, what, what are those gifts of, like, now? Wow. If I look back at things I prayed for, Right. That I'm that grateful didn't I didn't get. Oh, oh. My, oh my gosh. Right. Like, like I, I love you. I, I loved you, Julie B. <laughs> Listen, Wait, I was about but, to say, I've got a museum of men yeah. that the Lord <laughs> yes. was, yes. was yes. a but, gift of unanswered but, prayers. But Whit Farm, Heather Whitaker, her, Lord yes, have yes. mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for not answering the way I yes. wanted you to answer. Yes. And I, I think a part of Josie's question Praying for years and years with no changes, uh-huh. we actually don't know. Right. We don't know. Right. We don't right. know how God has redirected a path on a ride home so uh-huh. that there wasn't a car wreck. Absolutely. We don't know what's happening when our friends we're praying for are laying down to go to bed at night, what's going on in their minds. Yep. yep. We don't know what they've been protected for, protected from. Yep. And so our prayers are doing something. Yeah. I, we say something. We were talking here about our mini BFF podcast. Yeah. We were talking about like... When we get to heaven, maybe the Lord will show us a chart of uh-huh. here's the trajectory if you didn't do that, and here's the trajectory oh, because you did. Yes. But we're not going to know that now. We Absolutely can't see that now. No. And no. so keep praying and then ask him to show you the chart later. Yes. You know, he'll show you the chart later. Um, Could you okay. please show us the chart? Show us Annie the chart. Annie said that you've got a chart. <laughs> when I was down there, like she said, so can you show it to me, please? Dear man upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Dear man upstairs. Garth and Annie have completely changed it's the trajectory of my unanswered prayers. Yeah. Wow, you guys, wasn't that incredible? Pastor Kevin, Beth, Carlos, just amazing. We've got a couple more thoughts for you and some really important prayers after this quick break. But I want to tell you real quick about one of our incredible partners, Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. It's so many of us. If that's something you're dealing with, know this, you're not the only one. There is a solution that you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women, including your girl AFD over here, have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. With many users raving that the supplement not only helped their hair, but gave them more confidence too. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, Hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. Areas we all deal with challenges in from time to time, right? In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. And as the powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance, you could also notice improvements in your overall well-being. Things like more restful sleep or less stress and better skin and nails. Yes, 
please. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code TSF to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Let's go. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSF. And I've got one last amazing partner to tell you about, Shopify. Did you hear that? That sounds fun. That, my friends, is the sound of another item being sold on Shopify. That's our all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives all of us business owners and entrepreneurs the resources that used to only be available for big businesses. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and stay up to date on all of the numbers. There are just so many amazing possibilities when it comes to scaling your business. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed. We've been using Shopify as our main e-commerce selling platform for over three years now, and we love it. That's right. If you bought a Chai Day Friday mug or a book from shopanniefdowns.com, that was through Shopify. They make selling our products online so easy, and we love all the tools they give us, from tracking our inventory and sales to adding apps and customizable templates to our store for the best possible customer experience. With their ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, you can reach customers online and across social networks, including Facebook, Instagram, the old TikTok, Pinterest, and more. And they provide tons of insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and all of the really important data you need to keep making the best decision for your business. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. There's virtually no limit to the possibilities powered by Shopify. So go to shopify.com slash sounds fun, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. So go to shopify.com slash sounds fun right now. Shopify.com slash sounds fun. And now to finish up today's show, I've asked two of our guests to pray for us. Here is how this is going to look. You've already heard part of the conversation with Pastor Kevin, with Beth and Carlos on Thursday. You'll get to hear the rest of it and some of the prayers then. But for now, why don't you find a place and a time where you feel really comfortable? Maybe you take a little second and pull over if you're driving or step off the treadmill. Maybe set the dishes down, set the laundry down, set yourself down. Maybe sitting on your bottom, maybe sitting on your knees, maybe crisscross applesauce. Maybe you want to lay down in the bed for a second. But I would just love for Pastor Kevin and Beth to pray over us now. Pastor Kevin, will you end by just praying for us to pray? Yeah. Will you just pray that we'll pray? Yeah, I would, I would love to we do that. Father, I thank you that, uh, that we can know you in that way as you, you are our perfect father and you are full of love and you always think of us and you desire, you desire us to know you. Um, and to know your love as Jesus knows your love. And Jesus, you prayed that for us. You prayed that we would know the Father, that we would know the Father, and we'd have oneness as you have. And so right now, we just, we receive. I pray a prayer of oneness. I pray a prayer of communion with heaven. God, I pray that hearts would be open. Even listening to this podcast would be a prayer of saying, Jesus, would you teach me how to pray? And so, Jesus, we're all coming to you together, and we're saying, would you teach us how to pray? Would you take us deeper into what it means to know your heart? God, I pray that, um, I pray that you would pour out a spirit of prayer and supplication over every person listening. 
like the disciples were saying, teach us how to pray. And Lord, I pray that it would, that we do, we just, we remove any, any religious baggage. Uh, we put, we remove any, anything that we're carrying that we shouldn't be carrying into this. But Lord, we just, we walk into this and I pray for just an activation of conversation and of listening. Lord, I pray that we would have eyes wide awake, wide open to see all that you're doing and that, um, that, that life would be as under prayer, that it would be, it would be oxygen that we live. And we'd be able to look back and say, well, God, you have, you have done a thing, yeah. that you have made me, you've built me into a person of prayer. And there would just be an ease on it, that there would be an ease on it. Would you put desire toward that time, desire in the mornings? God, would you put desire toward that time and desire throughout the day to pray um, and to be people of prayer? It's in Jesus' name we ask. Lord, uh, what joy it gives me to pray for all of these uh, listening and watching and just tuning in, God. How I thank you for your great mercy over us, that you look at us with such eyes of, of love. And, and you cherish your children, Father. You say to us, uh, Lord, that if you, being comparatively evil parents, know how to do good things for your children, how much more does your Father in heaven? You love us so. You're tender-hearted toward us. And you think that we are precious. And sometimes you think that we're funny and and um, you are, uh, you love being with us. And so, Father, I would ask you first and foremost, that please teach us how to pray. Teach us how, Lord, that we, that it would be so pleasing and that it would be fulfilling, that we would delight in you, that it would be something over time, Lord, I can, I can remember when it was more in their times that still very much is discipline instead of, um, instead of delight. But I can remember, Father, the big shift over where you began to make it something that I felt like, oh, I can't miss that. I'm going to miss something. I'm going to miss something if I don't have a time of prayer. And Father, would you give us that, cause us to hunger and thirst for it and to feel the satisfaction of it. Father, that even when we don't we're not going to, nothing's going to shake on the table in all likelihood. We're not going to feel, we're not going to hear the thunder uh, clap. We're, we're certainly not going to levitate. Um, we're all of these things, but that we're having to discern in the spirit that, that you are with us and that you heard us and that you love us and that we'll grow that appetite. Father, that the, the thing about you, Lord, is that the more we get of you, the more we want of you. And I, I just love that about you. So would you do that to God? Would you have mercy on us and make, make prayer one of the most fulfilling, delightful things in our lives? And I would ask you, God, I would ask you to increase our faith because you do, whether we like it or not, we don't get to make the rules and one of the things you do say and you can answer you can answer anything you can answer the most doubting prayer lord you answered the prayer of the church to release peter and when they did release him they didn't even believe he was there um knocking on the door lord you you can do anything but the way that you love it is for us to come to you in faith. And so increase our faith. And then when we don't get what we ask, help us, Father, to be able to get over that, to wrestle it through, to get to get through it and think, Lord, even if I want to say this, Father, so that somebody can really hear this into their into their their core, that when we don't get what we ask, we get you. 
When we don't get what we ask, Father, we can say, I will not let go until you bless me. Now, maybe, Lord, you're not going to give that healing the way I wanted you to. And maybe you're not going to bring this about in that job opportunity. Maybe I didn't get that. But I am going to say this. I am not going to let go of you until you bless me, that that blessing would come in another way. Lord, I just ask you, Father, would you just be a delight to them? Be a delight to me. Help us, Father, grow us in it where, Father, we just continue to look with amazement that there really is no um, mastering it. You are the master. We, our job is not to go master you somehow. You are Lord and master, and we are yours. So thank you, Father, that you are incapable of sinning against us. You're incapable of tempting us to sin. You are incapable, Father, of doing us wrong. So grow us in trust, grow us in faith, and grow us in love for the very name that is above every name, and that is the name of Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Oh, you guys. Wow. Wow. Okay. This episode was so good and it is half of the questions that we are going to answer, but go ahead. Be sure to follow Beth Moore, Kevin Queen, Carlos Whitaker on social media. Tell them thanks so much for doing this and get ready for more, more, more coming on Thursday. If you need anything else from me, you know, I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie F downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I'll do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is getting ready for that Thursday episode. Man, I'm thrilled about this week. I mean, I just love these experts coming in and helping us. So y'all have a great week. I hope you pray a little more, a little different today than you did before you heard this show and before this month. I know it's changing me. We'll see you back here on Thursday as we continue our prayer series with the part two of this prayer Q&A. See you guys then.